welcome to Racket Rundown, a podcast where we break down everything Georgia tennis related. I'm your host, Tio, and let's get it started. Ready, play. Today we're joined by UGA legend, head coach Manny Diaz, whose accolades are too long to list. Coach, thanks for joining us today. I know it's you've been waiting for this moment for a long time, so I'm excited to have you on. It's always great talking to you, especially about uh, you know our passion in Georgia tennis. Yeah, so the first question I have is, how are you so awesome? <laughs> Come on, you're way too good at uh, compliments. You know? <laughs> uh, it's uh, no, it's uh, it's just always great working with players like yourself and the guys that we had on the team this year. So uh, you know, it just uh, it makes it uh, fun, a lot of fun. And uh, where does your passion and energy stem from? Like working with all these players and you're always energetic. Uh, where does this co that come from? I have no idea. I, I just know I've always had a lot of energy. And, and then, um, you know, as a little boy, I wanted to be a, a baseball player. And, um, and then at, at about age 13, I transitioned into tennis. I discovered tennis and that became my, you know, my... Uh, my mission, my, my passion, I would say, uh, it kind of fueled, you know, a new dream for myself. And, you know, I started, uh, you know, by getting, uh, beat a lot, uh, because the kids that I was playing against, uh, were, you know, had been playing for a long time. They had started, you know, early, early. And so, um, you know, but that made me more resolute and, and I don't know, I, I've always uh, had a, had a competitive bug. And I think that, when the opportunity came to come back to the university of Georgia and be coach McGill's assistant, uh, you know, I told him, I told him no about six times because <laughs> I had a great job. I was making good money. I was living in a resort, uh, rent free, you know, free food at any of the hotels, seven restaurants. <laughs> uh, it was a dream life there for a little bit, but the more I thought, thought about it, the more, you know, uh, coaching at, at, a competitive level, uh, kind of, I could see myself doing it, you know, f forever. Yeah. And, um, and that, that made me come back to Athens, which, you know, was a place that had been such a good, uh, time for me, right. As a, as a student athlete here at the university of Georgia, it was so, uh, such an awesome four years for me that I, I just fell in love with Athens and the community and the university and then getting to work with, uh, top, college players uh you know it was a it was a no-brainer the more i thought about it the more i saw myself doing it uh yeah. until i was very old um <laughs> which i'm starting to get there right <laughs> so you mentioned that you're extremely competitive and you really want to win but in my opinion you're always calm always under control and you always know what to tell the players and you always say the right thing at the right time. How do you control your emotions in that situation? You know, it's, it's funny because I'm by nature a little bombastic and a little uh, sometimes, especially at home and, and around my friends, I'm just maybe a little bit loud and, and a little hyperactive. But I've always, uh, for some reason, when things are important and when things are, you know, in in, I guess, in chaos, I tend to revert back to, you know, being uh, just this calm person, which I'm not by nature, but I tend to channel it, I think, the right way. And, and, and I think that players, 
you know, when, when they're stressed and it's a big moment and it's uh, an important uh, moment, I guess, for the team or for themselves, you know, obviously when, when they look to, to, to their coach and when they look to the chair, I mean, you can either, you know, exacerbate those fears and anxiety, or you can be a source of calm and, and positive energy. And um, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe a little experience, uh, uh, you know, helps uh, in being in this thing for, for quite a while. But I think that's always been, even from the beginning, just being able to relate to players where they are, I call it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, with some players, I can, I can cuss at them. I can get in their faces. I can, you know, yell at them. And, and they respond in a positive way. Uh, but you can't do that with everybody. Um, and very seldom does that work. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to be very mindful of who the audience is, right. Who, who the player is. And you have to treat each player differently sometimes. And most of the time, uh, it's like training players. You know, I, I don't train you the same way I train. Uh, you know, I talk to say tactics with, uh, with Ethan. I mean, some players, you know, can do certain things and, and can't do some other things. And, and it's important to relate to each player, uh, you know, where they are. And I can definitely not do a lot of the things Ethan does. So uh, that would be tough for <laughs> you to coach me in the yeah, same but way. But at the same time, you know, you just, you can, you can do some things that he, he's struggling to do, right? You, you can play back there 10 feet behind the baseline and you can run all day, right? And uh, that's not really the best solution for yeah. him. And uh, I think something that you mentioned that started to me is that you have confidence in your players. And I think that's why we won a lot of four or three matches, because you are calm and you give the player a lot of confidence. But a lot, of, a, a big part of it is that you focus so much on the human aspect and building a relationship with your players. And do you think that makes the player hungrier and more likely to accept your coaching? Well, um, yeah, you might be you might be on onto something there. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, uh, my my early years in coaching, I, I probably was a little bit too hyped up, and I wanted my players to kind of run through the wall, as you as you you know, as the saying goes. Uh, and I learned that uh, you know, in in big moments and in big matches, that may work a little bit in certain situations, but but for the most part, every, you know, all our guys that we get over here, they want to win and they want to win badly. So, you know, just you know, overdoing that, that part doesn't, doesn't really work. And it is, it is only when you believe in your players, and, you know, during competition, right? You can push the guys during training and, you, you know, you, you want to make them a little bit uncomfortable and you want them to deal with those situations but during competition is it's just about letting the horse run right it's yeah. just about trusting yourself and giving your players the trust and the belief that they've already put the work in and so they are deserving a victory like we call it you know deserving victory uh the work has been done and you just have to trust yourself and believe in yourself and mentally you have to see yourself winning right for sure and i think that that those are the things that have defined our program for the last 30 40 years yeah and, and, and allow us allow us to win a lot of those close matches allow us to play better when when you know of course crap hits and crypts the, hits the wall and i think another thing that helped helped us win is our closeness our togetherness as a team and uh, as a program oh yeah and 
I mean, you and Coach McGill turned this program into a dynasty. And I think for me, what is more impressive is the bond that the players have for me in the one year that I was there, it wasn't the SHC championship that impressed me the most or uh, the big wins or the big crowds. And obviously those were amazing. But the most impressive thing was the alumni uh, night, alumni event where all the players came back. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about, uh, talk talk about how much this family means to you as, as you were once a player as well. Yes. I mean, I think we have something special, you know, with our Letterman, as you know, you know, you got to, you got to get into the, uh, our Letterman's WhatsApp chat, and we have about 125 players, former players, in 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 that chat, and it's it's a great way for them to to tell stories and stay and you know engaged, and they they just love it, uh, and it's it's such a it's such a brotherhood uh, that you know I told you guys at the beginning of the year, you know we want to be the three things, the hardest working team in the country. Um, uh, the 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 fittest team in the country, and then the closest team in the country. Because I believe, you know, like you said, I believe that makes all the difference uh, in the world when you're playing for one another, even in practice when you're pushing each other. And you know, uh, as you know, I kind of got in. Uh, I get it. You know, on on y'all's back when when you're you're putting up, or even if you're not the one, you know, that's, that's got a bad attitude of practice. It's, it's a responsibility for everybody to, to look after one another. And when somebody's not pulling their weight or having a, you know, a struggle of a day, you know, it's up to, to each one of you guys to kind of pick each other up. And, and actually, you know, if you have to have some tough love and say, you know, that's, we need you, that that's not acceptable, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've, you've got to have a better attitude than that. Just, you know, and I've told you guys, you know, some days, you know, if you have a big test and you stayed up late, you know, you're not going to be at your best. Just give me the best you have. Yeah. And that's all we ask for. And so, uh, you know, one person or two people having a good attitude makes all the difference in the world, bringing everybody up. And then one or two people having a bad attitude at practice is is just incredibly detrimental. And that's not something we're going to tolerate. So we, we get you guys uh, hopefully, you know, addressing those things and being aware of of those things and knowing how to rectify those things in practice so that when the stress level rises in a match and, you know, you're struggling with your own head, with your own attitude, with your own, you know, conversation on the court, you you know how to pull yourself out. And uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the past season, but what are some memories and key takeaways from from this past year? I think the biggest one for me is 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 how we overcame uh, a, a fairly high level of frustration and and knowing that we were not playing our best and we were falling short of our capabilities and our expectations early on. I mean. At, at the start of the season, we just, uh, you know, we kept taking one step forward and two steps back and one step forward and, you know, struggling uh, to kind of just let loose and, and, and trust ourselves. And, um, you know, we, I, I knew we were capable of more, of more. I, I think each and every player uh, was also aware of it. And, but we just kept trusting and believing and, and letting go, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the worst recipe is, you know, just trying too hard. And so, 
you know, coming out of uh, uh, the start of our season when we were five and five, and then hitting our stride and going undefeated uh, in the in the conference, uh, you know, I, I, that was for me uh, such a such a victory, right? Yeah. Such a incredible accomplishment. Uh, and it, honestly, the, the thing I enjoyed most this year is working with you guys as a group. I mean, there was everybody was on board. Everybody. Uh, was close. Everybody was always um, picking each other up. Ever, you know, they, we didn't have any issues. We didn't have any problems. You know, the significant problems, right? I mean, we always, you know, stumble, uh, you know, here and there. Like I, <laughs> I, I many times say, I mean, it's, we're not going to go seven. We're not going to win every match seven zero. Yeah. So somebody's <laughs> going to lose here and there. But it, you know, as long as a team is moving forward, we don't. We're not trying to be perfect uh we're trying to be the best that we can be uh that was that was uh incredibly uh satisfactory just having everyone everyone pulling in the same direction and just great great closeness and brotherhood for sure that was awesome for sure and the big part of the turnaround was obviously ethan's uh turnaround as well on on a personal level that's right and talking about <laughs> ethan a little bit how was the conversation uh when he turned pro and how are, how how did that go <laughs> he well you know we knew uh there was going to be a very difficult uh time uh keeping him in college um it was uh it was the right decision for him obviously he accomplished just about everything he aimed to accomplish i've i've very seldom seen a freshman more focused and organized and and uh dedicated uh, you know, I, I think uh, Ethan's going to have a bright future. He's obviously uh, there's, there's still a lot of work to do, right? He's very young, but you know, with him winning the NCAs, uh, you know, the the offers and uh, guarantees, you know, uh, were incredible. Were an incredible opportunity for him. Uh, you know, you don't know if he comes back, and uh, you know, if he doesn't do the same thing, does his opportunities diminish? But um, you know. He, he he's he's ready for for this challenge and and the next chapter, and uh, we wish him the very best. So we we just embraced him and uh, and uh, we're you know we told him we're always here. Are you gonna make uh Are you gonna uh, go watch him play in uh, the Atlanta Open? Obviously, he deserved a major wild card, but yeah. uh, he's gonna go through qualifying, I guess. No, no, he's got a he's got a main draw wild card for winning the oh, NCAA. In, in the Atlanta Open. Oh, the Atlanta Open. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to get up there, yes. I, I sure hope to see him play. Hopefully he's going to get a night match with some uh, big Georgia crowds to make it an electric atmosphere. <laughs> well, I don't know if they have night matches in uh, qualies, uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, he's certainly going to have a big uh, bulldog following there. Yeah. Last few questions. Uh, one of it is about NIL. Uh, what are your thoughts on NIL? And what potential threats do you do you think it can have to college tennis? Gosh, um, you know, I, I think you know it's it's a it's it's a difficult uh, situation, right? Uh, I don't know that the NCAA can say that they have their finger on on the pulse quite yet. I mean, this is a uh, you know the horse is out of the barn, and uh, this is um, something that they could I don't think keep from happening. And I think, you know, and especially in the major sports is, you know, uh, some of these uh, athletes are generating 
immense amount of money for the you know you know universities so in a way it's fair that they are you know able to to get a little bit of of that money uh that they are due um and for tennis it's going to create uh, some great opportunities for people you know that are kids that are coming to college that want to you know continue to make college a you know an, a possibility and they can continue to ha- have some nil deals I think the biggest challenge is, is just in, in compliance and enforcement is everybody doing what they should be doing. You know, like when you're recruiting a kid, you, you cannot be discussing NIL deals. Yeah. All you can show them is, um, you know, what your school is currently doing for, you know, it's uh, athletes. Other players. It, it, it's Yeah, it's players. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a slippery, uh, you know, slope a little bit because um, – you know, you hear about prospects saying, well, this school is offering me this NIL deal. And, I, and, and I, you know, we, we just don't do that. The rules don't allow us to do that. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting the next couple of years, see how this is handled and how we can make this, you know, a fair, but, uh, you know, uh, a compliant uh, situation. It's, it's a very difficult topic and obviously it can give an unfair advantage to some other people. Mm, yeah. Okay, so looking forward to the next season, what's your message to the fans for uh, this upcoming season and how are we going to be able to draw the same crowds that we had in the past year? Well, we're going to miss you, Tio, because you, <laughs> you are our biggest promoter. <laughs> we, we, we're looking for you to come back in our promotions department <laughs> specializing in tennis. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think we learned a lot this year by some of the things that you and the other players were doing, really connecting with, with the uh, students uh, here at, at, at Georgia you guys went around, spoke to the sororities and fraternities. You engaged with them. You sent out flyers and emails to all of them. I mean, we can't expect our promotions department to do it all. Uh, and when they do it, it's not as, as, as much of a connection as when student-athletes do it. And you guys were as engaged this year as uh, we've ever been. And I think it showed, have, you know, having crowds of around 3,000 or more uh, on some of these matches. I mean, that's that's special, and that's that's not seen ever anywhere else, right? Yeah. The the atmosphere that's created here, uh, thanks to w- the work you guys do, and the way you know the way our program connects with our student body and our community, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully we can uh, continue to do what we did last year. I hope so because it was incredible for all the people involved and obviously for the fans it was amazing and for the players as well yes sir all right thanks md for joining us today it was awesome talking to you and thanks for all the great information and always great talking to you great talking to you tio all the best thanks again to georgia legend manny diaz for joining us today on the podcast make sure to follow us at rack and rundown on instagram and twitter and tune in for the next episode 